Rove McManus, Sam Frost. Today FM. Josie, good morning. Good morning. You are um, a domestic violence overcomer. You yep. were a victim once upon a time and now you've, um, you've got a charity called SMS Lighthouse and you can go to smslighthouse.org.au, um, which is for domestic violence victims. So when did this all start for you, the domestic violence? Um, so it started in um, around about 97. Um, I partnered with my guy about 95 and um, there was just some things that started to happen um, probably a year into my relationship. Um, there was a few moments of... or, or, or Signs? Yeah, um... Sorry, now I'm getting all fumbled. Oh, no, that's okay. Take your time. Uh, um, yeah, there was a few um, oh, moments at the beginning of the relationship where there'd be a night out and after drinking there was some acts of violence. Um, but see, the problem is is I was brought up in a home of domestic violence. Oh, right. And so to me, it was normal. Okay. And I know that sounds warped, but my thinking was... I've seen this all before. I totally get it. And because I understand now, years on, the cycles of violence and how there is a blow-up stage and then there is an amazing buyback stage and a honeymoon period. And so it's in that period that it's just so amazing and, and you just totally forget about the horrible moment. Yep. And so, so there was only a couple of, of um, violent um, moments. But what was consistent is um, acts of control. Like uh, what's an example of the acts of control? Is it like um, wanting to know exactly where you are at all times, um, saying you can't go somewhere? Exactly that. Exactly that. Right from – I mean, that was literally right from the beginning. There was, you know, who are you with? Where are you going? Um, And then I saw myself starting to even break away from certain friends. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't even know, even now looking back, I don't even know how that happened. Um, I suppose I just was um, so caught up in the relationship and thought, this is great. Um, because again, compared to what I was seeing in my family, there was always, it was violence all the time. So for me in this relationship, there was only the couple of instances of violence and then there was no other violence. Sure. So then it was just consistent um, belittling, putting down um, the where are you, what are you doing, the kind of, you know, lack of trust, um, the money control. I had um, fallen pregnant with my first child in um, 97 and um, so I stopped work and he was the, the breadwinner and then the control around money became quite massive where I literally had no money, it was just to do the groceries and stuff, but nothing for myself. And so, but I just, again, thought this was normal. Right. And had you had previous relationships before him to mm-hmm. compare? This? I had. Yeah, okay. And it was actually nothing like this. So I don't even know, like I only had really one other relationship, but I don't even know how, like the first one was, like I said, nothing like my family's upbringing. And then then this this one was so like it. So I don't even know even how come I didn't stay with the first because we actually broke up on, on great friends and said, let's just be mates and hang out. But, um, yeah. 
And it, because it's not just violence, it's also, um, you know, emotional abuse, verbal abuse. And, you know, it's so easy for outsiders to say, well, why don't you just leave? Mm. Um, why do you stay and why don't you just leave sure. in that situation? That's a definite common question. And um, so there are many, many reasons, I suppose, why a lot of us don't leave. Um, when I look back at my scenario, I um, have no family here in Australia. I'm from New Zealand. So that was one of my first was where am I going to go? Who am I going to stay with? I know you can stay with friends, but you can't stay with friends forever. Yeah. And so I um, just thought, well, there's nowhere for me to go. I didn't want to go back to New Zealand. And I suppose, like I said, the, the buyback came around so quick after a blow up that it was like, okay, we're all good again. So the thoughts came of, I've, I've, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I've got to get out. It was always, oh, I can't cope with this. I've got to get out. And it, it was more so once my children came along that I started to really go, I, oh, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And seeing even the way then the kids were being treated. So you have four children. I have four children. And that's with um, same dad. The same dad. Yes. Um. So what was it like? raising children mm-hmm. in a household with domestic violence mm-hmm. um it's it was it was um again like I thought was normal see so because I was brought up in that I had started to educate specifically my my oldest son um how to stay out of his uh, out of his father's way um when a blow up would happen I would send him to his room or send then two of them to their room or whatever and so, um, yeah, it was just, it was, I didn't think when I was in it that it was abnormal. Sure. And how often were these blow-ups happening? Um, look, like, while I was in it, the, the, the blow-ups didn't seem like they were blow-ups. They were just like, this was life. But when I look back now, they were happening daily, Daily, there was, you know, stuff going on where, like I said, I was being belittled and told that I was hopeless or, and, but I started to believe it. And see, this is the thing as when someone speaks things over your life, you do start to believe it. And you, and I started to lose confidence and started to think that, you know, um, what have I got in the future to do? I'm going to be a mum of these children and this is my lot. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so to 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 have come out of the other side and look in, look back again, um, it was pretty it was pretty horrific when I see actually the treatment that we copped every day. We were walking on eggshells. We had to very much, you know, um, make sure everything was okay at home and and things like that, just so that there wasn't a, a verbal blow up. Um, and so yeah, we were continually just walking on eggshells. Yeah. And and how did the how did your children um, cope with it? Like, did they ever speak up? Did they ever say, you know, don't speak to mum like that, or were they just quiet and just went to their rooms? Um, no, they were um, my f- my my first child specifically. He he argued a lot with with dad, and um, and so. But what would happen is then I'd see dad starting to belittle him and put him down and, you know, call him names all the time. And, and then eventually what would happen is is he started to believe it and I could see his confidence was being pushed down and squished down. And every time we were even around any adults, he was really just withdrawn and wouldn't Aww. talk. 
And so, um, yeah, so, so it was affecting the kids for sure. But I thought when I was in it, when when the blow up would happen, oh, I'll just get them out of the room and you know send them to their rooms, and then they're okay, you know. But yes, domestic violence, emotional abuse does affect children. Of course, absolutely, it does. Yeah, and that's the saddest part. I can't even imagine what it would feel like being a mum mm. and um, and seeing your children go through something like that. Do you think at the time, because you're getting belittled all the time and mm. you're getting abused daily? Do you end up believing, well, I'm only worth this abusive relationship? Like, I don't deserve anyone better. I don't deserve to rise above it. Or was it more um, that you were scared? Like, you were scared to say, I'm leaving and I'm taking the kids with me. No, it was the first. It was more that you get told it so often that you start to believe it. And you start to think, well, this is my lot in life. This is life. This is how it is. And and I actually did think that everybody's marriages were like mine. Mm. And that's just, when I hear myself say that now, that's just messed up because it's so not like that. Mm. But again, because my own upbringing was like that, I thought that's just how it was. Um, did you ever pull him up on the way he was treating always. you? And then how did he respond? Oh, always. And it was like, you know, um, um, he would just be oh, shut up, whatever, like, you know, what do you know? Um, well, if you hadn't have said this, then I wouldn't have done this. And it was always a blame game. Always, no matter what um, he did, he would have an excuse as to why he did it. Mm. Always. Did you ever leave him and either come back or um, – yeah, oh, you, you did. I did. Yeah. I did, yeah. Um, I I – I started attending um, a, a local church in my area and I started to see that actually there is families here that don't look like they're going through what I'm going through. And so I I did leave. I left actually, um, oh, I left a couple of times, but I left when um, my, my first son was like two years old and um, I started to then really get myself together in my thinking and... Um, and then, but then see what happened was he started to come back and get connected and started to give me promises. And, and so I had this thing in my head that, you know, I want the great family. I want the picket fence. I want the whole package deal. I don't want to have, you know, find another guy and I've got yeah, a child to someone else. So, um, so I suppose, you know, with all of his promises of changing, I did go back then. And yeah. So he would promise that he'll change, mm -hmm. everything will be better. Yes. And it was just like, okay, well, I'll give you a chance. That's right. Yeah. And so that same... was three times that happened, right? And so you'd think that mm. after even the first time I'd get it, but I just didn't. Um, and so what would happen every time I'd go back, well, not every time I'd go back, but the few times I went back, I'd fell pregnant. Oh. And so, so, cause it all started with my first child. And then, so we're now three child, three children up and, um, and then he actually started coming to church and whatever. And I thought, okay, here we go. He's starting to change. But then a year later, it was back to the old habits and he had some gambling issues as well. So money was always being wasted at the, um, at the races and stuff like that. And, and and I just, yeah, thought, oh, my gosh, I'm now stuck in this because then we got married. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, like, but the statistics, seriously, and this is, you know, pretty full on as well, the, the, the government's statistics are that women will leave six times before they leave for the, for the last time. Oh, and that's just frightening to even think. Like, you know, and it's sad to think that people are living in relationships like this and yes. they're either too scared or they don't believe that they're worth more. Yes. Every week, at the, like the, the recent statistics as of last year, 2015, one woman is killed nearly every week in Australia due to family violence. One, one a woman, week. One woman a week. And look, I, look, in saying that, I know that... Um, there are men out there that are being abused and are in the, on the flip side of the coin. Um, but unfortunately, the stats in Australia are that there are more women being abused than, than men. Um, but, yeah, that, that it's a phenomenal stat. Yeah. You know, one person being killed a week. And that's seven in ten women murdered in Australia are victims of, of, of violence. Isn't that just so heartbreaking to hear I, I can't even comprehend it, to be honest. It's yeah. really sad to think. And especially, you know, we've got an office full of women and you mm-hmm. just, you know, when you're looking out there going, okay, these are the stats, one in. Oh, it's so sad. Mm. Um, and what what was the moment for you that you said, all right, enough's enough. My beautiful children, they don't deserve this. And you actually left for good. Okay. Um, I, I, I hate that I have to even say the reason why I left, but, um, and it took me to, to leave because of this, but I was 2006, I was, um, six months pregnant with my fourth child and there was an incident that broke out with my, with my son, my first son and his father, and they were arguing and stuff. And as I would, I'd send him to his room. And on this night, though, um, what would happen is when I would, when I'd send him to his room or any of the kids to the rooms, I'd go in ten minutes or so later and just sit with them and talk to them and I suppose try and fix it and say it wasn't their problem and stuff. But this time, I went into his bedroom and at eight years old, I found my son um, at the top of his bunk bed, hanging with a belt around his neck off the top of the the knob. Oh no! Exactly, and um, I yelled out to dad to, you know, come and help me lift him up. Like I couldn't get him up. And he yelled something else back and said he just wanted attention or something. So I suppose a mother's energy just came to pass and I literally lifted him up high and that bout came over him and he fell to the ground and he coughed. And so he's alive and he was fine. Um, We did go to hospital and everything, but just to see that and, you know, he looked up at me with these little eyes and was just like, Mummy, I just want to go back to God. And oh, that that was my turning moment. Oh, my goodness, mate. Like I, eight years old. Eight. That is so heartbreaking and mm-hmm. so traumatic. And, you know, so how is he now? Like, Amazing. He is. Yeah, he is. He's 18. So we're, we're 10 years on. Um, he's graduated from his HSC. And he's um, working full-time as a cabinet maker. Oh, fantastic. And his confidence and everything is lifted and he's just, you know, amazing. He loves rugby league with a passion. He's played for Manly Harold Matts um, in the last, well, two years and is still playing rugby league. So, um, look, yeah, he's, 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 he's doing amazing and, you know, just has a real vision for his future. So oh, That's fantastic. And... 
How do you um, mentally overcome everything that's happened? So you've stepped away uh, from your husband Mm -hmm. with the kids. How do you then get back on your feet and making the steps to making yourself, your lives better mentally and physically and making sure that your beautiful children don't suffer long term Mm -hmm. from this trauma? Yeah. Well, we had to do some practical things. You know, um, when we left, we ended up going to a woman's, a local woman's refuge. Oh, fantastic. And I stayed there for, for six weeks, which is, um, you know, I suppose exactly what it was, the refuge for me and my family to just really um, look at where we were going and what we were doing. And, and so it was in that time, probably the next year, that um, I tapped into um, community services around counselling and um, counselling for the kids. The refuge we were in did um, lots of things for the kids. And so um, that helped them to really process what was going on and, and you know, where we had come from. And so it was more just um, speaking about it with counsellors and stuff and um, really just understanding that it was absolutely not normal and absolutely not acceptable with what we'd been through. And and I suppose when I finally got that revelation, then I realised that actually I can move on because this is not my lot in life. And um, there is an amazing future out for me, out there for me and my children. I've just got to step into it. And it did help, obviously, that I was going to an amazing church that really built some some strong foundations in my life that gave me hope in my future. So, um, yeah, so emotionally it was more um, not letting it it bottle up, but, but actually really looking at the stuff and, um, and dealing with the stuff as it came up. Yeah. And what message would you give the people who are currently living in domestic violence Mm -hmm. situations? And what would you say to people who have just left and want to find their feet again? Because you do have an amazing foundation, um, SMS Lighthouse, which is for single mum support. Um, and, Oh, it's smslighthouse.org.au. So is that something that you would um, tell us a little bit about it? Yep. So um, it was through my journey of um, the refuge and everything, and I started to see that um, I was in what I now know as um, crisis mentality, and I couldn't even think when I got given a whole bundle of documents I had to fill out, I just couldn't even think, you know, where do I start? How do I do this? And so I remembered then thinking, I wish I had one person that would just come and sit with me and help me work out all these documents and tell me where I need to go and what I need to do and what's my entitlements. And so it was in that time at the refuge that I went, right, I'm going to take note of every single thing that I do right now because if I'm going to overcome this and I want to overcome it well, I'm going to be able to get so equipped that I will help other women to know exactly what they need to do, what their entitlements are. And so it was literally through my own journey that SMS Lighthouse Single Mum Support was um, was formed. And um, I started just going to... Um, play groups and um, school people um, who were at school um, who were in situations and I'd say, right, this is what you need to do. And I just found out everything that I could. And it was actually in um, 2009 where I thought, right, we've got to get really serious about this and get the whole organisation registered and get a centre so that mums have a safe place to come and hang out. Fantastic. And we did a big thing to the council and Warringah Council came through and we got a building to... 
um, support single mums. So I look at our service like a one-stop shop where mums can come in and literally just lay it all out on the table. We will work it out and look at what the priorities are. We will case manage the mum one-on-one and help her to move forward. I'm really big on being a hand-up service and not a hand-out service. So, you know, we when we don't give out vouchers and food things and all that stuff, although I do have connections to get that stuff, um, I'm not advertising come and get the freebie stuff. Yeah. I'm advertising come and get connected and totally help your family to move forward. Oh, that's fantastic. Good on you. How inspiring. And I'm sure that there are going to be people listening or people who hear about this that will feel inspired, that will leave their domestic violent situations and you know I'm sure that you already have but I know in future you are definitely going to save lives and hopefully it'll improve the stats and Mm. you know and it's just such a horrible experience and I'm just so fortunate the blessing in disguise which I like to always think that despite a horrible situation the blessing is that you are now helping people absolutely and you've you're sharing your light on every single people every single woman even you know, you're sharing light to me, even despite the fact I haven't been in a situation like that. I think it's so amazing and phenomenal and you're an incredible woman. So thank you for doing this and thank you for speaking up because it's so courageous and it takes a really strong, brave woman to go, this is my situation and it's not okay. It's not okay. Thank you. But um, one thing I suppose I would maybe like to end with Absolutely. is that... Um, look, if there is anybody out there that totally is maybe in this situation and look, it might not be that it's violence. It might be that it's just emotional and verbal abuse that's going on in your world. Don't, don't sort of push that down and go, well, that's all it is because that's actually, um, as refuges know it, that's actually worse than the violence. Um, and it's harder to overcome. So there are so many services out there now, especially, um, around Sydney. I know Sydney specifically where you can literally go online and Google domestic violence and all these support services will come up. Um, absolutely, if you're going through something right now and you're feeling unsafe, you really need to get out and call triple zero immediately. I would hate to think that somebody stayed in a relationship just because and ends up with a child maybe in similar situation that I was in, but you were too late and you and you missed going in and saving that child. So if I can say anything and you really are in that place today, be bold, step up, get out, because I can tell you now, our children are so resilient, they will overcome, and you'll be doing them more of a favour to get them out than to stay in it. I promise you that. You can do it. We are so bold, us women. We've just got to take the steps. Oh, you are phenomenal, and I have goosebumps. Thank you so much. You're a massive inspiration, so thank you very much. My pleasure.